everybody uh, having a good time? Everybody coming to praise the Lord? We'll start off with uh, just a little talk with Jesus.
morning. If we'd like to uh, extend an opportunity for everybody to give an offering, so if the ushers will come forward. And at the same time, uh, we'd like everybody to take the time to greet each other, welcome everybody. We'll take about two minutes. And after that, we'll have scripture and prayer. So, uh, oh, the pastor asked me to do one thing this morning, and I'll do it right now. Happy birthday, April. The pastor sent me a text that said, tell April happy birthday this morning. So, all right. So, everybody, let's uh, go give in the offering, and let's everybody meet and greet. Thank you for the receipt of these, Lord. Pray that you will continue to bless and help us to use it for the furtherance of thy kingdom. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. I just want to worship him and adore him and lift up. 
rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing. That's, that's a good one right there. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So many times, he has kept me, my mind, my spirit. I thank him, Lord. Lord, we thank you today. It is an honor and a privilege to come before you, Lord, today with thanksgiving in my heart. I pray, dear Lord, oh God, that each and every one here today would just lift up holy hands and praise your name. And whatever, dear God, if they're facing or whatever, dear God, touching their lives, let them just today bask in the thought that their names are written down in the book of life and let us rejoice in the Lord always. And again, we say rejoice. Thank you today, Lord, for your goodness and mercy. And dear God, we just look today, dear God, to you for leadership and guidance. Lord, I'm still looking for someone to get saved, someone to get sanctified. Someone to be baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire. And we'll be careful, Lord, today to give you the honor and the praise and the glory for it all. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
at this point, normally a lot better looking younger guy would come up here and start preaching. Well, there's a better looking guy coming, not necessarily too much younger than me, but probably a little bit. Uh, I'd like to introduce Brother Causey, uh, coming to fill, fill the pulpit today. Uh, our pastor is in Texas with the General Assembly. Uh, lift them all up in prayer because uh, they're making decisions for the church. And uh, that's something I think that it's important that we support. And that he, I've asked the Lord just to give them all wisdom because they've got to make all kinds of things. One report I need to make this morning that I did not make earlier. Keep Sister Bonnie Gunn in your prayers. She's in the hospital in ICU at Roper Berkeley. Uh, her blood pressure is low, uh, but they've been controlling it. it. This morning it was okay. I got a report this morning. Uh, her pulse is a little high, but good. Her oxygen level is good. Uh, she's got pneumonia, which is bad. Uh, she's got a blood clot, which is bad. But you know what? Uh, none of that matters. Because my God can do anything. We just talked about it. And I tell you what. I, I, can I sing that? My God can do anything. Anything, yes, anything, my God can do anything. He made the world with all its fullness, and all that time shall bring, my God. This morning, lift her up in your prayers. It's just something I believe that all these people that are around here that have sickness, all these people have been hurt lately, all these people. We've got a young baby coming, Lord. I pray for them every night. Lord, bless them, keep them, and I know that He can. So, Brother Cosy, come give us the Word of God. Thank you, Brother Randy. We appreciate that. Truly this morning, it's a joy to be with you and to have this opportunity uh, to come and to speak today. Uh, of course, our preachers, there are a lot of them are in San Antonio, Texas this morning. Brother Jonathan's there. We wish him safe traveling on his way back. Amen. And uh, so we're kind of us old timers, I'll put it that way, as uh, being used to uh, switch out with some of these fellas uh, next Sunday. Daniel's in San Antonio, my son-in-law at Hartsville, so I'm going to preach for him. Brother Art will be here. So we got people switching around, but praise God, the church goes on. And the church goes on. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Again, it's a joy. and Thank you, um, Brother Randy and the church, and Brother Jonathan. You'll turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter uh, 5. I want to begin reading with verse 13 and go through verse 18. Praise the Lord. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whosoever doth make manifest is light, 
Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Brother Randy, you want to lead us back in prayer? Praise God. Father, we thank you, Lord, today for your many blessings. We love you, Jesus, today, and we thank you, Lord. We desire, dear God, your presence and your power today to help us. Glory to God in Jesus' holy name. God, I need you today. This people need you. Touch us today and help us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. You may be seated if you can. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to speak to you this morning just on a simple thought. Awake and arise. Awake and arise. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Glory to God. I, I was just reading about Ephesians just a little, you know, a little bit. And I like to look at the beginning of the comment, the uh, before the chapters start, and they tell you the dates it is written and different things like that. But he said for Ephesians, it wasn't so much just on doctrine or. Uh, just on trying to correct a problem in the church. But Paul wrote it out of a rich, full prayer life. It came from his prayer life as he began to write these things down as God gave it to him to minister. And this always gets me. One of five prison epistles, the Apostle Paul is in prison and he's writing to you and me trying to help us out Amen. Glory to God. Oh, boy. Don't fire the preacher just yet. But we have a hard time sometimes just getting to church. We have a hard time worshiping the Lord. This man, amen, rejoice always. And again, I say rejoice. No matter what circumstance you're having in your life, rejoice because your name is written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. Amen. Rejoice. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I know Brother Yoakum is that his name. He says, when I die, let me die speaking in tongues. Amen. I hope I'm in the utmost of praise when the Lord comes. Glory to God. I want to worship him. Somebody say, I want to praise the Lord this morning. One time. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's kind of divided up in two halves. Chapters 1 through 3 tell us how we are to be redeemed by Jesus Christ, by the Lord. Chapters 4 through 6 tell us how that we as the redeemed ought to walk for the Lord. Boy, don't we need some teaching in them lines. Don't we need some teaching in them lines how we ought to walk for the Lord. Glory to God. Hmm. 35 directives in Ephesians on how we ought to walk for the Lord. Must have been very important. Must have been real important to have that many directives on how we ought to walk with the Lord. 
Glory to God. Is it a narrow way? Bible says so. Straight? Amen. I read over there that the highway of holiness says, you don't have to be the brightest bulb in the world, but you can walk on it and not air. <laughs> Glory to God. It is so clear how we ought to walk. Woo! It is so clear, church, this morning, how we ought to walk if we'll accept what thus saith the Lord. So, amen. All things are manifest in his sight. In fact, praise the Lord. Glory to God. All things are manifest in his sight. So we need to be careful and keep this in mind. Whatever we're doing, Whatever we're thinking, wherever we're going, praise the Lord that God's looking down on us. Amen. Did he say not work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, but not in my presence only? Glory to God. In other words, I don't come to church on Sunday morning and I don't be churchy just because I'm here on Sunday morning. Hallelujah, I'm supposed to walk like a Christian Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday with somebody, praise the Lord, every day of the week. God is looking down on me. Hallelujah, you may not know how I act, but God does. You weren't there when something, something might have been said or done, but God's seen it. So he knows where we're at, praise the God. Amen. In fact, Hebrews 4 and 13, neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight. But all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Now, two places. God wants to bring people out of spiritual death. And then God wants to bring the church out of spiritual deadness. <laughs> Glory to God. Woo! Somebody glad you got saved? <laughs> I was lost. I was undone. I was going the wrong way. I knew I was going the wrong way. I was brought up in the church. Man, my mama drugged me to church like Brother Jonathan got drugged to the church. I know what it is from a baby right on up to be in church. I don't know never a time that my mama wasn't a Christian. She was always saved. That's all I know. I never seen her get saved. But I will tell you something. There's a yearning down inside of me. Would somebody help me right now to see somebody to come boldly to a throne of grace and to say, God, I'm a lost man, a woman, and I want to be saved. Y'all forgive me, my lips are getting dry. I was on this medicine, I had to come off of it. It got my lips all messed up, it's dry. I don't want to be bitter here this morning. I think I'm, I'm going to go somewhere if the Lord will help me. But my, in fact, it was Brother... Tyson Lambert at the Cordsville Pentecostal Holiness Church held me when I was a baby. Y'all didn't know it, but I was a real good-looking baby. You want to say what happened? What happened? Kind of like puppies. They're cute when they're little, but when they grow up, they get not cute like they were. 
They passed me around, but one day Brother Tyson got me in his hand and said, one day this boy's going to be a preacher. Now man can call you to preach. God's got to call you to preach. But I declare if I'm not doing what he said, God's got a purpose for each and every one of us. Amen. Some's called to sing. Some's called to play. Praise the Lord. Some is called to preach. Some's called to witness. I think all of us are called to witness. Amen. But I was dead in my sins. And there's something that grasped my attention. Out of all the things it is to receive the provision of God's salvation, we only had to do maybe one or two things. And God did the rest. You say, wait a minute, preacher. Amen. All I had to do was recognize I was lost and undone without God. Amen. And look at the way I was. And some preacher preached or the Holy Ghost or conviction got on my life. And I began to feel the tug of the Lord that I needed to change the direction that I was going. So I come down to an altar and I repented. That's what we do. We repent. Now let me read you something. Hallelujah. Repentance. Metanoia. It's from uh, the Greek word metanoia. From meta with and no mind. Something done with the whole mind. I believe some people, amen, they don't do it with their whole self. You've got to completely 180 degrees turn around from the direction you're going. Hallelujah. You can't keep affinity and keep latched on to the things of the world because they will pull you back. But thank God if you'll get in with your whole heart and your whole mind, you can go on with Jesus. It says, praise the Lord. Mind is thus views embraces the spirit with particular reference to the conscience and the will. Boy, man, Lord, wake up our consciences. And denotes a decision made which changes the desire, views, attitude, purpose, and condition in one's life. Truth inwardly applied. Amen. Produces conviction for sin. Conscience awakened by conviction demands a change. (laughs) Glory to God. Conscience awakened by conviction demands a change. And the will mightily influenced by the conscience and view of the judgment is moved to change the whole life. Amen. We used to think coming up, maybe some thought those preachers were too hard. I'll put it simply like this. They said we got a heaven to win and we got a hell to shun. Brother Jimmy, I'm so glad this morning. See, people don't look at it like this. You either serving God or you serving the devil. People that's not saved, I'm not serving the devil. If you're not serving God, you're serving the devil. I mean, I'm so glad that he pulled me out of darkness into his marvelous light. That I do not live and in control by the devil anymore. But there's somebody else that helps me and controls me. And there's none other than the Son of the living God. Would you praise the Lord one time? I thank God I got saved.
you can't get saved and you can stay saved. You can stay saved if you want to, but you can't sit in one place. You got to move. You got to move. But then God, when we ask for forgiveness and by faith, the promises of God are made true to us. And we reach out and say, Lord, I believe you'll save me if I repent of my sins. And right then, God, amen, pardons you, justifies you, regenerates you, adopts you. And you walk away not thinking you're saved. You walk away knowing you're saved because he gives us assurance of the witness of his spirit that we have been born again. I've been regenerated. My standing before God, he looked at Jesus Christ's blood that was shed for me. And because of what Jesus did for me, I was justified. Amen. So I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing this again. When I come up, and, 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 and I might don't look like, I probably look, go about 50, huh? All right. A little humor, but... I'm, I'm be 70 my next birthday. And it's coming fast. In fact, I thought once you got over 40, it went pretty fast. But now it's 70 and it's, whew, it's a roller coaster. You know what makes me is when my grandchildren start getting their license to drive. <laughs> and when great-grands start popping up on the scene. And I'm saying... Things are swiftly passing by. So you know what my prayer is? I can complain about my knees. I got, I got them. I get shots. Oh, man, let me get down here. Uh, I, got, I get shots in my knees. Amen. Right now, they don't hurt me a bit. But one of these days, I'll be walking around and it's going to start swelling up. Fluid will get on it. You wouldn't believe the tube of fluid that comes out of my knee that the doctor pulls out of there. I went and had an MRI. I'm not supposed to be able to do this. Doctor says you don't even have a rotor cuff. Well, so how can I do this? People believe that you can't pick up the arm. They have no strength. He said because your, your other muscle. Believe it or not, Brother Mary, and I really hurt that thing one night fishing. Flounder gigging one night fell back in the boat. Deacon was in the back of the boat, and I told him, I said, I fell down there, and I'm telling you, I was in pain. And he said, Reb, are you all right? I said, brother, just let me sit here a minute. Let me lay here a minute. Then I finally I started to get up, and, and I told him, I said, I thought the deacon was supposed to catch the preacher when he went to fall. And we'd have both ended up in the river. Probably, he probably figured that out. Might as well just one of us get hurt, not both of us. But it lets me know. I'm breaking down. But Brother Barnes, you know what my prayer is? Brother Jonathan speaks so highly of you. 97 years old. What is it? 93, 92, 91, 91. Okay, okay, I'm, I apologize. 91. But comes all the way where John's Island? Here's the church. There's some this morning, they were holy rollers. They woke up. Time to go to church and roll right back over and went right to sleep. 
They rolled right over and went back to sleep. But not Brother Barn. Not you that's come this morning. You made it here. Now, I, I'm... They, I'm oh, Lord, okay. Well, got plenty of time. Brother Randy reminded me of that the last time I was here. Don't, don't worry about the time. But I'm, I want to go somewhere. I think that we're raising up a church, a weak church. We're not telling them what is what they're getting into. You see, in the Bible, and especially the Apostle Paul says, amen, he calls us an army. He calls us a soldier. Amen, and Brother Marion was talking about, amen, guard duty. We got several ones here. I think it's Brother Larry and Brother James and Brother Marion, myself and Brother Randy. And who else has been in the military in here? Amen. Brother Barn. We, 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 one day... We went down, the recruiter talked us into joining. And, and we're recruiters. We're supposed to talk people into joining. If he'd have told me what I'd have been doing, I wouldn't have joined. I don't know if they told Brother Red, you got the sub. When you, you come in this year Navy, you're going to be chasing these here Russian subs around. And, it's, and through his time, while he was in the military, things at times got volatile. I mean, tensions were high. You know, one thing was, he was on the water. <laughs> uh, I, I come in, and I, it wasn't long right after I come in, they let me know, you don't belong to yourself anymore. You signed the dotted line, and happy birthday to Jerry Causey. I raised my hand on December the 17th, 1971, my birthday. That was my birthday present to go into the military. I became, I wasn't my own anymore. They owned me. Uncle Sam owned me. When you join up with Jesus Christ, you're not your own. You're bought with a price. You don't belong to yourself anymore. But we got so many that's jumping ship. We got so many, amen, leaving their post. We got so many, praise God, hallelujah, that's going AWOL. We got so many that's defecting. I'm saying God's still here and he wants to get you back. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Run on my shikatai. Hula mahana mahana mahai. Hallelujah. God wants to get you back. It ain't like us. I went to Paris Island. My son was a drill instructor. Two terms at Paris Island. And you just don't get put in that position just now. You're pretty tough cookie at that time. He ain't now. He's broken down some. But he, I was riding around with him one day. We followed him and everything. I was down at Paris Island. I seen these bunch of people that had on crutches and looked like their arms wrapped up, different things going on. And I said, who are those? He said, that's the broken crew. That's the broken crew. He says, they're going home. Now, you know, the military, when I was in, if you, you went through basic, you, got to, you could go through a couple times. They'd run you back through another time, but then if you kept failing, you were out. Send you home. 
They just didn't have all day to just sit there and keep you in boot camp. We got too many people that's still in boot camp. We got too many people, amen, that's not learning what they need to do. I've come to tell you, church, we're in a war between life and death. The devil wants to eat you up and destroy you. Thank God I'm a Christian this morning. And he will destroy you if you let him. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil goeth about as a roaring lion. Seeking whom he may devour. He's just waiting to try to take you out. Aren't you so glad that God's long-suffering? But he's telling somebody here this morning, you might be broken. Amen. You might be broken emotionally or mentally or whatever or physically, but I'm not going to send you home. Aren't you glad that about that? I want you to come up. Come to this altar and we'll get you going again. Amen. We'll get you going again. We'll get you going again. Yeah, if I knew that I had to lay in a mud hole in the coal and shoot it, then flip up a silhouette called night fire. And a little light would blink. That's all the time you had to aim and try to shoot. I couldn't even see the sights. I passed the, the, passed the test, but I was guessing. I can tell you right now, I was guessing. Somehow or another, I hit that thing. I felt like it was. I tried to get it on it. But it wasn't as far away as where we shot like 300 meters and stuff. But I tried to hit that thing, laying in the mud, crawling under wire. It used to be years ago, they'd shoot over you while you were doing that. But they were trying to train me, and a lot of people that got trained went over in the wars, lost their lives. Hallelujah, but I'd rather become a casualty for God than amen than let the devil destroy me. When somebody praise the Lord, let me fight. Somebody say, let me fight. Let me fight. Lord, prepare me to fight. Let me fight. Oh, oh glory. For all that's within me, let me fight. Let me fight. I thought about... Uh, Everybody knows who Arnold Schwarzenegger is. He always, most of the time, plays a bad dude. I said, I want to be, when I go on the battlefield, I want to be sort of like him. I want three or four bandoliers of bullets. I want hand grenades hanging all around. I want pistols in every pocket. I want a rocket launcher on my mind. I want a pack full of grenades. When I go out there, amen, praise the Lord, I want to be able to fight. We got people today, amen, that's trying to fight the devil with a BB gun. You can't do it. You can't win the battle with a BB gun. You got to have on the full armor of God. Somebody praise the Lord. She you can't win like that. You'll lose every time. <laughs> I know it's good to have fun, have fellowship and all that, but I've come to tell you, when you join this army, it's not romper room. It's not just a social gathering. It's not fun all the time. Sometimes you're in the trenches. 
Sometimes you're by yourself. Somebody praise the Lord. But aren't you glad that God is with you all the way? I was thinking about me and my wife. I got saved on the altar. Me and her got saved the same Sunday. January 1975, about the third Sunday morning, I think it was, we got saved. And uh, I think she loved me so much and said, I'm going to go down there and I'm going to accept Jesus. So, <laughs> Amen. Boy, it makes a difference when both of you are saved. I talked to a young lady Sunday and she's talking about a young man. I said, man, I got a grandson. He's a good looking boy. You know, basically I was building him up, you know. But she's a little older than him. But you said, well, he's talking about a man. I said, let me tell you something. If you're going to get, you're going to find your boy, first off, make sure he's saved, sanctified, baptized in the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And then proceed with caution. I said, because this decision you make is going to follow you the rest of your life. Now, church, amen, this decision that we make to accept Jesus Christ, this is the most important decision that you will ever make. But thank God when you make it, if you're determined, God said I'll never leave you or forsake you with somebody, praise the Lord. I don't know how many of you out there co-signed for one of your youngins to get a car. Don't raise your hand. I did. But while I was buying it, salesman just trying to get my goods. What he was saying, what's the difference between you and somebody else? What he saying, what's the difference between being a Christian and not being a Christian? And I use a simple term like this. I say, when you have a flat tire, you're all by yourself. But when I have one, Jesus is standing right there with me. Jesus is standing right there with me. No matter what you go through, even times when he feels like he's far away, you grab a hold by faith. Say, Jesus, you're still with me. Amen. When I get in those times, amen, I pray to him. I say, Lord, you are my father. And I'm your child. You love me. Amen. And you're going to take care of me. Hallelujah. That's what you got to do is reach out in faith. Believe in God. We'll come on the scene. And he will. He will, he will, he will. Woo, I feel like we're on the edge of something here. I'm glad I repented. I'm glad I repented. Oh, boy. Yeah. Mm. Wouldn't it be safe to say, that we are raising up weak soldiers in the church today because they are not being taught that once they are saved, they no longer belong to themselves. And that being a soldier in the Lord's army is not a bed of ease, but is a warfare, a war of life and death. Could this be why so many live defeated, give up, and have no clue to how they can live victorious? I can see the Apostle Paul in the end of Ephesians. He said, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. 
Why? Put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Wiles means schemes. When I was in Iwakuni Air Station in Japan, I wasn't stationed there then. It was over as a civilian then. I got to go up in what they call the crow's nest on a building on that base. The women were running to the 100 yen store or whatever it was. They were buying little flags and buying whatnots and all these things. I was going around looking at history. I was taking and going, went into a zero bunker. I believe I said in that markup zero they had there. But they had a painting there of Pappy Boyington. Amen. And you've heard of all these names was back then in the war. And the price that was paid, I struck my hands and the concrete was knocked out of the zero bunker. And they said up here in this crow's nest, they believe this is where Admiral Yamamoto planned the Pearl Harbor attack. The devil and his minions, they have a plan. They're scheming against you, me. And they're not going to quit until God takes us home. But my Bible tells me greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. We have power. That's why we pray. That's why when we was coming up, amen, they kept me us, us on the altar. They mentored us and tried to say, you don't need to stop right there. You need to get up full of the, get sanctified and get full of the Holy Ghost. They knew you were going to need all that you could get from God to be able to stand. See, most people fall in this category. I say most. Let me, a lot. They, they're up to, they've got in Christ, but they're not doing so good with the training. You see, I was supposed to get out of boot camp. And I went to advanced training. Anybody know what that? AIT or whatever, advanced training. Amen. If you do what I did, I was taught to disarm bombs. Advanced training. And I needed some advanced training, believe me. In fact, when I was there, they turned loose some of the nerve gas. They had pigeons and it. They kicked up. I was dressed out in this suit. And... I went to advanced training. But when I come out of there, I was able to do my job. Church, God's calling us back to do our jobs. God wants us to get out of boot camp. God wants to mend what's wrong with you. Would you play something, sister? In closing this morning, in Luke chapter 13, you'll find where one come running to Jesus saying this, Are there few that be saved? Has it ever crossed your mind? Luke chapter 13. You'll find it there. I can go right here.
23 through 27 are the few that be saved. He said to walk circumspectly. Look around. You can't help but look around and see something's wrong. Not so much with the world. The world's always been the world. But something's wrong with a lot of the church. Something's wrong with a lot of church. There's a lot to saved. There's the lost. But then there's the lost in the church. And they're claiming big things. We prophesied in your name. We did many wonderful works. Amen. We've eaten and drunk in your streets. We've done all these things. But yet, when the master rose up and shut the door, they were not able to get in. I said it like this. I imagine, thank God I've never been in jail. I don't know what it is for somebody to slam the door behind me and me hear that clunk. You know that things are not going too well. Things are not going too well. And then you start wondering who's going to bail me out. How am I going to get out of here? But you know something's going to happen one day, Brother Randy. There's going to people be locked on the outside. The door's going to slam. And then they're going to want to get in. Then they want to go to get serious. Then they don't want to play church anymore. They want to get down to business. But it's too late. It's too late. It's too late. It's too late. Here come the excuses. Didn't we do this and didn't we do that? That will not get you into heaven when that door shuts. But today the door's open. Today the door's open. One more thing. And I think you'll find Luke 13, not too far down in there. I believe it's Luke 13, but Jesus, you'll remember what I'm talking about. I believe it's been in it, the first of the chapter. But anyhow, they... Jesus told them, he said... Do you think these Galileans were sinners above anybody else? That Pilate mixed their blood with the sacrifices? Do you believe they were sinners above anybody else? He says, no. Unless you repent, you'll all perish. There was a tower of Siloam fell on 18 people. He said, do you think they were sinners above anybody else? He said, no. Unless you repent, you'll all perish. We're living in a world. I know we got God. I know we got God. But there's Christians that get in car wrecks. There's Christians that get taken out in things that's in this world. So if it's going to happen to us, what counts is we're ready to meet the Lord. Amen. What matters. But if you don't know Jesus, because it can happen to you too. It can happen to you. It can happen to you too. That's what Jesus is trying to tell. It can happen to you. Unless you repent, 
you will perish. But thank God today you can make all that right. Would you stand to your feet? You can make all that right. I don't know what your need is this morning. I don't know whether you're lost, whether you, amen, you just haven't been fitting the bill, doing what you need to do, but these altars are open. Is there anyone here this morning, would you like to come and pray? Are you lost? You're here today under the sound of my voice. Do you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? He won't turn you away. 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 You must be saved. You must be born again. He won't turn you away. Glory to God. Lord, I love you today. I love you today. Does anybody here say, Preacher, would you like to raise your hand and say, Lord, preacher, pray for me. Anyone? 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 We got to be ready. 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 Let us pray. Father, we thank you, dear God, today for your many blessings, your love, your compassion, and your mercy. We thank you for helping us, dear God. God, I thank you for helping me today. You are so good to us. You've made a way when there weren't any, and I thank you, Lord, for it. If there's anyone under the sound of my voice, dear God, I pray that, and they're not in a place they need to be, I pray that conviction will seize their hearts and it help them. Lord, help us to do the job that you've called us to do. We'll be careful, give you the honor the praise and the glory for it all boys in Jesus name we pray amen you may be seated in the presence of the Lord just for a moment I'll turn this back over to brother Randy uh, we speak it again tonight by the help and grace of the Lord and we'll uh, amen pray for brother Jonathan out there making decisions for the church of God amen uh, if y'all want to and yep, y'all go out there as faithful members and vote too. <laughs> that only costs you about four or five thousand dollars, but you're welcome to go. <laughs> go. Thank you, Brother Cosby. Stand for the benediction, please. If any of you are going to go out to San Antonio, let me know. I'll. Uh... I didn't lose anything out there when I was there last time. I do wish him the best of time. Pray for him every day. Lord, we thank you for everything you've done. We thank you for the word that was given to you. Pray that you will continue to bless Brother Cosby as he teaches us tonight and preaches to us tonight, Lord, that he says the words you would have us to hear. Lord, I pray that you will be with us as we go to our different places, Lord, and bring us back at the appointed hour. Help us to do as you would have us to do. For we ask in Jesus' holy, precious name, amen.